This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. One of the most popular shows on radio in the 40s and 50s was Gunsmoke. After a visit with Matt Dillon, played by William Conrad, we'll join Luigi Basco as he writes about another tale of woe to his mama in Italy. But first, the story of Matt Dillon and Ben Slade's saloon. City and in the territory on west, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun smoke. Starring William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved west with young America. The story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Well, Chester? It's another one, Mr. Dillon. Laying near his wagon. The horse was still hitched and was grazing. Another stabbing? Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. Two buffalo hunters found him early this morning on the road leading out to Cimarron Crossing. We just brought him back. Who was he? His name was Jones. Les Jones. Been in town a couple of days buying supplies and food. Where'd he come from? Well, some of the boys told me he's got a little farm on up the Arkansas piece. Got a wife, too. Poor little thing, they tell me. Yeah. You know anything more about him? He was at Tab Slade's saloon last night playing faro. Drunk? Oh, we'd had a belt or two, but not drunk. Did all right at the faro table. He must have had two, three thousand dollars. Three thousand dollars and a widow woman on the Arkansas River. Big pardon, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, nothing, Chester. The money's gone, of course. Yes, sir. Ask Doc to come down when he can with you, Chester. Right. Doc, come down a minute. Mr. Dillon wants you. Coming! I'm coming. Did Jones have a gun on him, Chester? We found a sharp special in his spring wagon. Uh, he wasn't carrying anything on him. It's outside. Do you want to see it? Had it been fired? No, sir. Good morning, Marshal. Want to see me? I want to ask you a question, Doc. Yeah? There have been two stabbings in two months. Jones makes the third. You think the same person killed the other two? Well, there's no way to be sure, but from the position of the wound and the body, and from the angle of the knife thrust, I feel the killer or killers use the same... Doc, answer. I just wanted a simple answer. Yes. 
I think the same person murdered all three men. Yeah. Any way of telling how long Jones has been dead? <laughs> well, I'm not a Pinkerton man, but I'd say sometime after midnight. Between three or four in the morning, maybe. And I'd also say from the amount of bleeding... Okay, Doc. <laughs> Chester? Yes, Mr. Dillon? Get my horse. I'm going to ride out to the Jones place. I figure Miss Jones will want to know. <laughs> Howdy, bub. I live here. Where are you from? I'm from Dodge. Dodge? Meet you right all the way from Dodge? Sure. Get down and I'll water your horse. All right. Yeah, here you are. What's your name, son? Alvin Jones. My dad is Les Jones. I, I guess you know him, huh? Yeah, sure. I guess most everybody knows him. Uh, your mother in the house? You gonna stay for dinner? Well, I don't think so. Is she in the house? Yeah, she's there. Just go on up. Don't worry about your horse. <laughs> Thank you. Alvin, Alvin, stop that. Don't be It's not, not Alvin, Miss Jones. Oh, I am sorry. I thought it was my son. My name is Dillon, Miss Jones. Marshal Dillon at Dodge. Come in, Marshal. Thank you, ma'am. You care for some buttermilk? Or maybe out here men don't drink buttermilk like they do at home. <laughs> Thank you, but nothing for me. Uh, Miss Jones, I got some unpleasantness for you. Yes? It's about your husband. He's in trouble? I left Dodge four hours ago. I thought I should be the one to tell you. He's hurt bad. More than bad, Miss Jones. I pulled the saddle off your horse, mister. Snakes, you have a good one. Well, thank you, son. Alvin, this is Marshal Dillon from Dodge. The Marshal? Uh... Alvin, your pa won't be home for a while, the marshal said. Well, not for how long? Well, I... Well, not for how long, Ma? Uh, not for quite a time, son, so uh, you'll have to run things a while longer. Snakes, I can take care of Ma, all right? Sure you can, Alvin. Uh, would you stay to eat? No, 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 thank you, ma'am. I, I gotta get back to Dodge. Uh, Miss Jones, could yes, I... Yes, Mr. Dillon. Talk to the boy, Miss Jones. Explain it so he won't be bitter. Too many gunfighters got their start from a killing like this. I'll try, Mr. Dillon. I'll try. Good afternoon, ma'am. Make sure you got enough whiskey to finish tonight. This Thursday weather. Oh, we've got plenty, Mister Slade. If no fight starts, that. Oh, Mister Slade. Huh? There's company coming. Marshal Dillon just walked in. Oh, set that bottle of rye up on the bar. Yes, sir. Howdy, Matt. 
Join me in a drink? Oh, thank you. I will. It's kind of dry. You've been traveling? Yeah, I've been up the river a bit to the Jones place. Jones? Tell his wife she's a widow. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Too bad. He was in here last night, wasn't he? Oh, yes. Matter of fact, he was. You wouldn't know anything about his being killed. What are you asking me, Dylan? Straight question. Are you saying I killed him? Just asked a question, Slate. I don't know anything. Someone knifed that man after he left here. He was taking a lot of money out of your place. You had a reason. I wasn't even here last night. My partner, Ben Ramirez, was running the place. Where were you? I was with his sister. All evening? Still late enough. Where's Ben and his sister now? I don't know. Home, I guess. I think I'll ride out and have a talk with him. And Slade. Yeah? If you have any big winners tonight, make sure they get home safe. Huh? You cannot see me? No, I can't see you. Well, don't be mad at me. I'll come to where you are. You see? One cut of the shadows, and here I am. What do you want? I'm looking for Ben Ramirez. He is not at home. Or his sister. <laughs> I am his sister. <laughs> What's the matter? You don't believe me? Well... Yes, I'm not, but I thought... You that... thought I would be in the house? Why, when the night is so beautiful? You want to talk with me? I want to talk with your brother. But he's not here. So why not talk with me? My name's Matt Dillon. I, I'm Marshal of Dodge. I know. I've been wanting to meet you. Yeah, I've come on business. I like business. Talk with me. Last night, maybe after midnight, a man was killed on the river road. Killed? By a knife stabbed in the chest. Why do you tell me this? He was carrying $3,000 he won at Slade's. And so? Uh, Tab Slade told me he spent last evening with you. He came for dinner. He often does. He thinks he loves me. Uh, your brother, was he here? Tab Slade and Ben own the saloon together. They're partners. They think at least one should be there all the time. Ben went down after we ate. Did Slade, uh... Uh... Was he here long? Yes. He's my fiancé. So it's all right. Isn't it, Marshal? Well, that's your business, Miss Ramirez. My name is Evelita. You could call me Eve. Well, when do you expect your brother? I don't know what my brother does. He may be home soon. He may be late. I don't know. I've seen you when I've been in town, Matt Dillon. Yeah? I don't ride in often. 
played such a fool. He and my brother don't like me to come to town. Well, Dodge is rough, Miss Romero. How is he has to protect me? <laughs> Men are such fools. But Matt Dillon is not so. Are you? You wouldn't keep me out of town. Well, I, that's not my affair, Miss Ramirez. It'll be for your brother and Tab Slade to say. Tab Slade thinks we will marry. Well, we won't. Because I don't love him. I don't love anybody. But I could. Maybe. Miss <clears throat> Ramirez. Don't I... you find me attractive? Well, well, yes, I'm... Oh, why don't you kiss me? Well, well no, I didn't mean no. that... <laughs> Dylan? I've got a gun pointed at the back of your head. Ben, I want to... Fooling with another man's fiancé isn't smart, Dylan. Ben, please. He'll go inside. All right. Aren't you going to say anything, Dylan? What do you want me to say, Ben? Oh, by this time, most men will be crawling. You're a hard one, Dylan. I can't fight a man who's behind me in the dark with his gun drawn. There, is that better? You can see me now. It takes a small man to make love to another man's woman. You can't haze me into a draw. I'm not trying to. I don't want a gunfight. I just want to talk, Dylan. You're calling it. I saw Slay just a few minutes after you left this place. He told me you were trying to tie us with a murder. I said he was wrong and came up here to get the straight of things. From what I saw a minute ago, he might have been right after all. You'd like his woman, so it'd be handy to have him out of the way. Is that the way you figure it, Ramirez? Yeah, that's the way I figure the it. The only reason I came to your place was to talk to you. I want to find the killer of Mr. Jones and thought you might be able to help. Well, you're not going to get any information sniffing around Eve. What's your plan, Murray? I'll give you some advice, Marshal. Tab Slade's been a good friend of me, and I'll help him protect anything that's his. Eve's his, so stay away. You're not going to find a killer while you're saying pretty things. Are you through? All right, then listen to me. You say Slade had nothing to do with those killings. I won't say he did because I don't know, but I'm going to find out who did it. And if it was Slade, I'll get him. Now, do I ride back to town? Yeah, ride back to Dodge, Marshal. And uh, between here and where your horse is tied, don't so much as twitch a finger. <laughs> I don't know whether you're a fool or a brave man, Ramirez, but... Just let me give you one bit of advice. Don't tire the wrong brand. It's easy to do. Just walk away, Marshal. To your horse. And walk easy. Uh, Marshal. Yeah? If you find out who killed Jones, let me know. I'll do that, Ben. I sure will. We will return for the second act of Gunsmoke, 
in just a moment. But first... Hello, I'm Kathy Lewis, the girl who plays Jane on My Friend Irma. Irma, tie this string around your finger to remind you that starting Sunday, we go on the air at 9.30 p.m. instead of 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. All right, Jane. Good girl. Now, what's that string to remind you of? To buy some more string? That's My Friend Irma, whom you can now hear on Sundays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Remember, My Friend Irma is now heard at a new later time on Sundays. Check your local schedules. Now... The second act of Gunsmoke. Mr. Dillon? Mr. Dillon? Uh, what? Who is it? Chester, Mr. Dillon. Oh, Chester. Wait a minute. What time is it? Almost four in the morning, Mr. Dillon. Four? Yes, sir. I'm sorry to have to wake you, but you better get dressed and come right away. They've got Tab Slade. Slade? Who's got Slade? Some of the ranchers. They're going to lynch him right in front of his saloon. Well, go and try and hold him for a minute. I'll be right along. Yes, sir. Mr. Dillon's going to have every one of you up for trial. There's no reason for you to get hurt. All right, Chester, I'll take over. Marshal, we don't want to have trouble with you, but we're going to hang Tab Slade. Harrison, you're too smart a man to be the head of a mob like this, and I tell your men to break it up and go home. I'm sorry, Marshal, I can't do that. Slade killed another man tonight, and he's going to pay for it. All right, now listen to me, all of you. If Tab Slade killed a man tonight, I'm going to sit. If you can prove Tab Slade killed a man tonight, I'll take him to jail and hold him there for trial. Marshal, Tab ain't going to be alive to stand trial. Do you know Slade killed anybody? If one of these men lays a hand on Tab Slade, I'll start shooting. There'll be a lot of men dead. How about you, Marshal? Might be you get hurt, too. That's right, John. You could kill me, all right. But which of you is going to shoot first? And die first? Huh? Well, which one? Chester? Yes, sir. Go pull Slade off that horse. Cut the ropes and take a gag out of his mouth. Yes, Mr. Dillon. And you men, don't anybody make a mistake. Don't you move a shadow. I just did it. All right, Slade, get on off there. All right, Chester. Now, you and Slade walk back to the far side of the street. Slow. Yes. The rest of you just stand where you are, looking right here at me. First man so much as moves his eyes will be in real trouble. We're across the street, Mr. Dillon. Good, Chester. Now, walk Slade down to the jail and put him in a cell for safekeeping. Now, Harrison, you and your boys head for home. And if you got any sense at all, forget to tell your families what you were almost a party to. Now, good night, gentlemen. Chester, what happened tonight? man named Olson, a rancher, was at Slade's place. Gambling? Yes, sir, and he did pretty fair. 
He left around midnight and was found about two hours later. He'd been stabbed. His money was gone. Uh, you talk with him? Yes, sir. He just mumbled about having tried to be friendly. He said that several times, Mr. Dillon. Just being friendly. Then he said, I fired a couple of times. I think it hit. You mean he hit whoever stabbed him? I think that's what he meant. Yeah. You say anything else? Nothing. Well, there's not much help in just that. He can't tell us any more. I'll talk with Slate and I'll bring him out. Huh? Yes, sir. Mr. Dillon wants you, Slate. Matt, Matt, you gotta believe me. I don't know anything about the killing. This one or any of the others. I don't have to believe anything, Slate. I'll find out. For but I myself. didn't do it, Matt. Why is everybody sure you did? Why are they know. so sure that they're trying to lynch you? But does a lynch mob have to be sure of anything? Slade, before you came here to Dodge, you were a gunfighter. You had a bad reputation. Oh. You were in with the Kansas Raiders, sure, that's too. Right. The Raiders were killers and thieves. Some were. Now, when a man with your background goes straight, he's always suspect. Matt, I didn't have anything to do with the killing. What about this partner of yours, this Ramirez? I met him in Kansas. Him and his sister, we joined up and came out here. Thought we'd make good a team. Where's Ramirez now? I don't know. Matt, please listen You're to me. You're going to marry his me. sister? No. Yeah, Matt, I don't know. Why isn't Ramirez around now that you're in trouble? <laughs> please, maybe he doesn't know. I don't know. He'd know by now. The news is all over Dodge. Chester? Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon? Put Slade back in his cell, then load your shotgun and keep a close watch on him. Well, where are you going, Mr. Dillon? I'm going to take a ride out to the Ramirez place. I want to have a talk with Mr. Ben Ramirez and his sister, Eve. Social call, Dylan. Why? You're still dressed? I was just going to turn in. Last time we talked, you had a gun in my back. Now your gun's on your hip, and it'd be smart to keep it there. I'm not going to try a shootout with you, Dylan. I wouldn't chance it, especially in this lamplight. There'll be no reason for anyone to draw. I just want the answer to some questions. What questions? Where's Eve? What do you want her for? I ask you a question, Ramirez. I want an answer. Where's Eve? He's in bed. Where was she around three this morning? Here, I suppose, asleep. I think you better get her out here, Ramirez. What's so important about Eve? A man was killed this morning, and I think she might have done it. You know what you're saying? Yeah, I know. You're calling my sister a murderer. That's right. And if you're going for your gun, Ramirez, make sure you're ready to die. I told you before, I'm not a fool. But if I can trick you, I'll kill you. Don't try, Ramirez. Why do you say my sister killed a man? No hand around these parts would stop for anyone on the road at night. Not unless it was someone they knew or someone they didn't have to fear, like a woman. Like your sister. You don't know anything, Dylan. You're guessing wrong. I didn't know when I got here, but now I'm sure. What do you mean? The man who died tonight shot at and hit the person who stabbed him. There's no blood on you, but there's blood on the floor over there by the door. 
Blood that could have come from a gunshot wound. That doesn't prove anything. And there's blood on the table by you there. It's not blood, it's just a shuttle from the lamp. <laughs> light. Does it hurt, Ramirez? I hurt inside. Bad? I won't be around for the trial. Did she do it, Ramirez? Did your sister kill those men? She's not my sister. She's my wife. Wife? That's why she didn't marry Slate. She's in the other room. Hurt bad. Get a doctor for her. Ramirez? She's no good. But I would love to. She's got a horse. grazing when I topped that slope. Matt, what are you going to do with me? Take you back to Dodge. Have you up for trial? There's no point. I wouldn't live long on horseback. I've bled too much already. Yeah. Is there anything I can do to make you more comfortable? No. Nothing. Eve, can you tell me why? Why you killed four men? For a very simple reason. I wanted the money they had. I wanted it very much. Matt, I've been thinking about my husband. Is he dead, Matt? Did you kill him? He went for his gun, Eve. I killed him. He was kind to me. I tried to love him, but I couldn't. I didn't love anything but money. Maybe, Matt, I could have loved. Oh, I'm sorry for everything. Matt? Yeah? It's very lonely. Would you do something for me? Sure. Would you hold my hand? Good. That's good. Very good. I'll just rest here a minute longer. And perhaps I can...
She lay there, her dark hair framing her face, the spring grass crushed by her body, a red stain across her silk blouse. The morning sun warmed the soft wind that moved across the land. Later that day, Eve Ramirez and her husband were buried on the outskirts of Dodge City, not far from the banks of the Arkansas River. And later that night, Dodge City was alive with saddle bums, ranchers, cattlemen. Searching the dark of the Kansas night for excitement and life. Gunsmoke, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Special music for tonight's story was composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in our cast were Georgia Ellis, High Everback, and Jack Crucian, with Richard Beals, Ann Morrison, and Herb Ellis. Harley Bear is Chester, and Howard McNear is Doc. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in... Gunsmoke. Don't miss Gangbusters and the Case of the Variable Blonde later tonight on most of these same CBS radio stations. This is Roy Rowan speaking, and this is the CBS Radio Network. Stay tuned for Life with Luigi next on Theater of the Mind. Time now to hear what's up with the little immigrant from Italy as he tries to make a life for himself in his adopted home of Chicago. And tonight, we hear the tale of him making a speech, which is tough enough, but to have a fever and attempting to pull it off, well, that's another matter entirely. invite you to enjoy life. Life with Luigi, a new comedy show created by Cy Howard and starring that celebrated actor, Mr. J. Carol Nash with Alan Reed as Pasquale. A year ago, when Luigi Vasco left Italy to start his new life in America, he promised his mother that he would write and tell her about his adventures. 
So now let's read Luigi's letter as he writes to Mama Vasco in Italy. Dear Mamma Mia, America is a land with a very high standard of a living. Everybody saves money so he can buy a refrigerator, a washing machine, a dishwasher, and a vacuum cleaner. Seems like everybody here has got these things. People who can afford it, they buy. People who can afford it, they go on a quiz program. <laughs> Another big American thing. Everybody has got a car. They got all kinds of here. There's the sedans, the trailers, the trucks. And America's are so rich they even got a car for chickens. That's called a coop. <laughs> a car is a wonderful thing. You remember Mama Me in the old country during the war? How American boy is it taking me for driving his car? Well, it wasn't exactly a car, it was something like a cement mixer. <laughs> and I hate to call it a jeep. <laughs> Mama Mia, how that car is a shake. Remember once how we go for a ride? Me and Uncle Pietro and his goat. And when we come back, I'm losing my watch. <laughs> Uncle Pietro loses his teeth. <laughs> and the goat has refused to give a milk for three days. <laughs> Since that time, I'm always the one to own my own car. And after one year, I'm going to save $100. And now I'm going to make my dream come true. Of course, with $100, I'm not going to afford the new 1949 car. I'm going to have to be satisfied with a 48. <laughs> but right now is the time for my night school class, so I'm going to go and ask my teacher, Miss Spalding, for advice about the buying a car. <laughs> All right, let's come to attention. I'll call the roll. Mr. Basco? Present. Mr. Harwith? Present. Mr. Olson? Present. Mr. Schultz? Absent. <laughs> Mr. Schultz, you're present. Why do you say absent? I just want to create a sensation. <laughs> oh, thank you, fellow boobers. Thank you. All right, Mr. Schultz, you can stop bowing. Now, class, our lesson... Oh, yes, Mr. Basco, what is it? Well, I'm spoiling... Today is a big day in my life, and I'm like so much if the classes are helping me. Well, certainly, Mr. Basco. What is it? Well, today I'm going to buy my own car. A car? And, oh, no, it's a big shot. A big shot is an explosion. Class, <laughs> please. Mr. Basco, why don't you wait until after the bell? I'm sure one of your classmates can help you in the selection of a car. Now, class, our lesson for today is spelling, and we are going to study words which contain letters that we don't pronounce. Now, Mr. Basco, will you volunteer to spell the word knife? Knife. K-N-I-F. The E is a silent. <laughs> Not exactly. Mr. Schultz, will you try? I try, but I don't give a guarantee. <laughs> knife. B. Just a moment, Mr. Schultz. <laughs> there is no B in knife. This is a Boy Scout knife. <laughs> Class, I will spell the word. K-N-I-F-E. K-N-I-F-E. That's Kniffy. <laughs> no, the word is knife. K is the silent letter. 
K is always silent in front of N. Is that so? What about Knockbook? Please. Now, will someone in the class give us an example of another word with a silent letter? Oh, yes, Mr. Olson? Yeah. <clears throat> in the sentence, I gnash my teeth. Nash is spelled G-N-A-S-H, and the G is silent preceding the N. <laughs> oh, what a show-off. If I were so smart, I'd shoot myself. <laughs> please, Mr. Schultz, please. That was excellent, Mr. Olson. Excuse me, Miss Bowling. I'm always annoyed that Nash has a silent motor, but uh, this is silent G. Is it a 49 model, too? <laughs> Now, that's the kind of fella I like. That's a dumbbell. <laughs> no, no, Mr. Basco. I can see you can't get your mind off cars. Now, can anyone here tell Mr. Basco where to get a car? Luigi. Uh, how about Louis the Lunatic? That's right, Luigi. You go right down to Automobile Row on Dearborn Street. Dearborn Street? Yeah, yeah, but you've got to be careful with these dealers, you know. They are all sharpshooters. On account of them, my brother Ludwig got the best buy in his life. In three years, he's never had a flat, never had to change a spark plug, never uses any oil, no trouble at all. What is he buy? A horse and wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Schultz, I'm getting a little tired of your... Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they act like a lot of little school children. Cannot voice. <laughs> Excuse me, mister. I'm like to buy a car here. Yes, sir. You've picked the right lot. I got just what you want. 2300, 2700, 3500, anything you like, drive it right out. How much do you want to spend? $100. Uh, well, come on over here around the back. We might find something for you. All right. Ah, now, there we are. Here is a fine selection of cars around the $100 class. Ah, nice, eh? It looks just like a museum. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, let's see. Just what kind of a car do you have in mind? How, how about a convertible, eh? Do you like to drive with the top down? No, I'm always a wearer hat. <laughs> well, uh, how about this car here? Do you like it? It's an old. No, that's a too old. <laughs> Hey, mister, did you ever drive a car before? Well, a long time ago in the older country. Oh, I... You see, I'm not the longer from Italy. I see. Well, now, buddy, I got just the car for you. <laughs> yes, sir, here it is, a stud. Hardly been used in the last 32 years. <laughs> well, look at the dashboard, only 5,000 miles. And I'm the original guy who pushed back the speedometer. <laughs> is it good, huh? Oh, it's sensational. Not like any ordinary car, you know. This car is different. No windshield, no bumpers, no radio, no heater, no spare tire, no fuel pump, no radiator. Just a good, honest set of used parts. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, I'm not so sure that you've got the money. If you've got it, put up or shut up. That's the American way. Well, sure, sure. I got the money here. Well, that's the ticket. One hundred old dollar bills. We've been waiting for you. Here's the bill of sale. Sign right here. You got a driver's license? No, but I can drive. Okay, then drive right down to City Hall. Get a learner's permit. Hop in. That's right. We stand behind every car we sell. Only way we can push them off the lot. Get set. Goodbye. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. Mamma mia, we're going to fight. Three, four, five miles an hour. (laughs) 
help us, Father. Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. <laughs> well, Pasquale, take a look. What do you think? What's happening, Luigi? You got a job in the circus? <laughs> what are you talking about, Pasquale? How about just to buy myself a car? What does it look like? How many guesses do you give me? Are uh, you just saying that because I didn't need any help from you? No help from me, eh? Hey, Luigi, why are you putting those two blocks under the front wheel? That's a new invention, emergency brake. <laughs> Pasquale, I know it's not the best car, but at least it's all the mine. Now I can drive down the street and everybody's to say, Look, Luigi, he's a look like a real American. Yeah, and this car, you look like a real American. Buffalo Bill. <laughs> uh, tell me something, Luigi. You got auto insurance? Auto insurance? What's that? Well, it's like a life insurance, oh. only you don't get a paid until the car dies. <laughs> Looking under your car, I'm thinking somebody's already collected. <laughs> then, I, then I'm going to need the insurance. Oh, but there's insurance you've got to have that's much more important. That's for accidents. There's a single indemnity, that's if you hit a one person. Then there's a double indemnity, that's if you hit a twin. <laughs> But Pasquale, I'm not going to hit anybody. What are you talking about? You got a car? Use it. <laughs> but Pasquale, I'm just spending all of my money on my car. I'm not going to afford this insurance. Oh, Luigi, that's so bad. Bad? Terrible. Tell me, little man, you got an operator's license? But Pasquale, what's for? I'm going to need operator license. I'm not going to work for the phone company. I <laughs> show how stupid you are. Operator license is a meaner when you hit somebody, you got a license to operate on them right away. <laughs> and you ain't got that either. Oh, Pasquale, all I'm got is a learner's permit and a book of rules to study. What am I gonna do? I should never have bought a car without asking you advice first. Now, that's the first the smarter thing I've heard since we started talking. <laughs> Luigi, when I'm gonna see you look so sad, my heart is melted like a parmesan cheese and a hot spaghetti. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do for you? What, Pasquale? I'm going to pay for your auto insurance. I'm going to see to it you get your operator license, your driver license, and instead of this old jalopy, I'm going to buy you a brand new car. Pasquale, you're going to do all of this for me. But why? Because I'm in love with you, you little pumpkin head. <laughs> With eyes are like a two pumpkin seeds and a nose are haggardy like a banana. <laughs> oh, stop it, Pasquale. You're making me blush in the street. And now that I'm going to do you a little favor, maybe you do me a little favor. <laughs> favor? What the favor you want I should do for you? Well, a while you down at City Hall are getting your driver's license and your operator's license, maybe you go to the next window and get a one or more license. Well, sure, Pasquale. What the kind of license you want I should get? Marriage license for my daughter, Rosa. <laughs> no, Pasquale, I'm not going to marry Rosa. She's a too fat for me. Luigi, it's a no fat to call a girl a fat just because she's happened to weigh 240 pounds. 250. <laughs> what do you say? I say 250. I say 240. She said, I don't have a supper yet. <laughs> hey, Luigi, do me a favor. Just to marry Rosa for a little while. You'd be surprised at how my little flower she's going to grow out of you. Pasquale, I'm a no flower person. <laughs> All right, 
Hey, you big stupid, and now I'm going to tell you something. They're never going to give you a driver license with that old wreck you bought. No? No, you're lucky if you stay out of jail. Jail? Sure. When you start driving through the streets like a crazy man, chasing the people down the cellars and up for roofs and running for their lives, you know what it's going to say in a newspaper headline? What? Chicago's a hit to buy a new atom bomb. <laughs> Mamma mia, I'm just start out to buy a car and now I'm lucky if America doesn't declare a war on me. For the second act of Luigi Basco's adventures in Chicago, we turn to page two of his letter to his mother in Italy. So, Mamma Mia, although I'm realizing my big ambition to own a car like a real American, I'm afraid it's going to bring me a lot of trouble. Pasquale is to say my car is a look so terrible, I'm never going to get driver's license, so I'm going to try to fix it up. I'm going to shine up with the car nice and clean with the two cans of a shoe polish. <laughs> also, I'm going to put the wallpaper on the inside. <laughs> and to make the car look more expensive, I'm going to paint a spare tire on the back. <laughs> but still, I'm having a lot of trouble with the car. Three times a day, the street cleaning department has tried to take it away. <laughs> Biggest trouble I'm having is reading the ruler book and trying to learn the traffic rules for my driving test. Mamma mia, what's the rule? Put a hand out for left to turn, a hand out for right to turn, a hand out for a stop, a hand out for a go. Mamma mia, this book must be for a man with a four hand. <laughs> so I'm sitting here studying when it suddenly has opened up my door. Luigi, my friend, I was just passing by and I had to stop in. I just saw your car outside and I congratulate you on making such a wonderful deal. Oh, thank you, sure. <laughs> How much did the man pay you for taking it off his lap? <laughs> sure, please, I'm paying a man $100 for this car. $100? Sure, do you think I was stuck? Stuck? Luigi, you was harpooned. <laughs> With a car like that, I got only one piece of advice for you. Cut to that. Keep moving, because if you ever stop, people will think you are in an accident. <laughs> well, I got to go now. Goodbye, Luigi. Goodbye, Shush. Oh, Luigi, cheer up. Smile. Nothing in this world is worth crying about. For a short I'm spending my life down on a bad car, and I'm going to go today for a driving test. I'm not going to understand the rules, and all that's left for me is to marry Pasquale's daughter, Rosa. If you wasn't in my place, what would you do? Himmel, would I let out a scream? <laughs> well, Luigi, I really got to go now. Now, come on, Luigi, be like me, always happy. Smile, smile! <laughs> my rheumatism has killed me. <laughs> Mamma mia, another hour I gotta take my driving test. Well, I better look in this traffic ruler book and study some more rules. To make a left hand turn, turn into the lane to the right of the center, turning into the roadway. <laughs> but to do not turn. <laughs> Mamma mia, I'm gonna think I'm gonna get lost at the last turn. <laughs> well, I read it some more. 
to make a left into... Hello, Luigi, my little friend and my countryman. What's the new with you? Huh? Squally, ain't you mad at me no more? Me? I'm mad at you? Why, Luigi, shame on you. You should have known me better than that. You know there's a two sides to my face. If one side is mad out of you, the other side is glad out of you. You know that. You're so right, Pasquale. That's why everybody is calling you (laughs) Two-Face. It's a funny thing. When I'm saying it, it comes out different. (laughs) Hey, Luigi, what's that pamphlet you're reading? Hold up, Pasquale. I got to go for driver's test in an hour, and I'm studying the rules so I should have passed. Luigi? I'm going to help you out. Nobody's to know more about a driver's test than me. I'm going to take it a ten times. <laughs> then maybe you can tell me, Pasquale. All through this book is this word. Vecca. V-E-H-I-C-A. Ooh, Luigi, you lucky you got me to explain to you. That's a vehicle. <laughs> That's a mean a car what's a drunk. <laughs> That's uh, what they call uh, auto-intoxication. <laughs> There's a lot I can teach you. Now, see, you drive in a car, you hit a man inside his home. What's this called? What? Home in the side. <laughs> big punishment is a go for that. Very big. They stamp on your license. Must wear glasses. <laughs> Papa Squally, thank you. Maybe now I have a chance to pass. Tell me, what do you mean by zones? That's a simple. Driving a car is like a game. It's a three kind of zones. T-zone, free zone, and an end zone. <laughs> if you hit a man in the T-zone, he's not going to smoke no more. <laughs> and if you hit him in the end zone... They push your car back to five yards. What's the freeze on? That's meaning you can park for nothing. <laughs> now take the traffic lights. Is the green light that's for go? Is the red light that's for stop? What's the yellow light for? That's for women to drive. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> Pasquale, thanks so much for your help. Don't mention it. Luigi, you just give these answers like I'm going to tell you, and you're going to be fixed up for good. Next applicant. Pardon me, mister. You've been waiting here for two hours. What are you waiting for? Well, you've been calling for people who's a want applicant. I'm waiting till you call the people who want the driver's license. Oh, I see. Well, take your learned permit to booth seven over there, and the inspector will give you your test. Thank you very much. Booth seven. Oh, there it is. Mamma mia, how am I going to drive my car in that little booth? <laughs> oh, excuse me, mister. Yeah, have a seat. You got your car outside? Yes. All right, now I'll ask you a few routine questions. First, uh, explain your hand signal. Sure. To make a signal, you got to stick out to your left hand. First, you got to let the window down. 
<laughs> left hand is it's a single right to turn, left to turn, and a pass. That's with the palm down. The palm down? When do you stick your hand out with the palm up? Only when you want to see if it's a rain. <laughs> Are you sure you can drive a car? Sure, I'm sure. Well, let's go on outside for the road test. All right. Hi there. There's my car. Over there. Is that your car? Uh Uh-huh. I think we have a law covering that. (laughs) Let me look in my book under the sea. Condemned. (laughs) They must have overlooked this model. Well, let's get in. Uh, does this car always sag like this? Oh, no. Only when a people is a sit in it. Okay, start it up. Choke it, choke it. Choke it to where am I going to grab it? You pull the choke out there. Oh. All right, it's out. Now, where should I put it? Step on the gas. The car's gone. You see it to work. If it's too windy for you, I'm a stop and a put in the windshield. Never mind. This is like going through D-Day again. Yeah, all right, there's a sign. It says no U-turn. What does that mean? Well, that's the simple. It says no U-turn. That's to mean it's my turn. <laughs> There's a stop sign. You want I should have stopped? I dare you. <laughs> of course, stop. Stop right on the corner of First Street. All right. I said First Street, not Second Street. <laughs> well, I was a close. <laughs> Is it not so good, huh? Well, watching me on a signal. Didn't you see that car behind you? Where's your rear vision mirror? What the fuck I need the rear mirror? If I'm going to want to see who's behind me, I'm going to look back like it is. Hey, look out! Look out! out! <laughs> Mamma mia, the car is a stop, but the inspector is to keep on going. <laughs> All right, Mr. Basco, the test is over. You ride back, I'll walk. <laughs> But the why? I'm be happy to drive you back into my car. What are you, a sadist? It's a nice day. The sun is shining. I got a wife and four kids. I'll walk. Well, all right, so you walk. I'm a drive. When you get there, wait for me. You're too bad, and he was doing so well. <laughs> My friend, hello, Luigi. Luigi, what are you doing with that steering wheel in your hat? Pasquale, I'm just taking my driver's test. Luigi, look at you. 
Every all of my stuff, the clothes are dirty and are torn, and face all are banged up, you're walking with a limp. You don't look like a driver, you look like a pedestrian. <laughs> What's happened? He's all mixed up. All I know is that when I was driving back to the licensing bureau myself, a car is a come after me. I'm a signal for a stop. I'm a put out the boat in my hands, but it's a big crash. <laughs> oh, Luigi. It is all of my fault. I put my left hand out of the left window, but to my right hand, it wasn't long enough to reach the other window. Either you get or you drive as a license. But, Squally, not only am I not to get my license, but they take away my learner's permit. They say I'm a no can drive for at least one year. And I'm not allowed to walk in the streets for two days. <laughs> Luigi, Luigi, how could a one man get himself into so much trouble? Believe me, Pasquale, it's not easy. <laughs> what am I going to do? Man who's car on my head is to say he's going to sue me for everything I'm got. Worse than that, Luigi. Man has probably got a 20 years of life insurance. That means he can get you 20 years of the life. Mamma <laughs> <laughs> mia, Pasquale, save me, please. Luigi, don't beg. I'm going to help you out of everything. I'm even going to buy you a new car so you still can be proud like an American. Just to do me one favor. <laughs> All right, Pasquale. I'll marry your daughter. Well, say it like you mean it. Go ahead. She's awake. And call her yourself. All right. Rosa. <laughs> Rosa. Put some feeling in it. Rosa. Yes, my little angel, you lovers are calling you himself. Rosa, say hello to Luigi. Hello, Luigi. Hello, Rosa. Rosa, poor little Luigi was just in a terrible auto accident. What do you say to him? <laughs> Luigi, you want a band-aid? Oh, shut up your face! <laughs> Well, my children, I'm going to give you my blessing, and we're going to tell everybody... Oh, Mr. Basto, I'm so glad I found you in. Mama mia, that's the man who's the car I'm going to hit. I'm going to fix everything, mister. Oh, are you his attorney? Well, look, I admit everything. It was all my fault. I'm, I'm willing to make amends. But I had no right to be driving that car. I had no driver's license, no permits, nothing. But, sir... Uh... This has taught me a terrible lesson. Mr. Basco, I'm prepared to pay for my mistake. Could you promise not to press suit? I'm not to press suit. Oh, <laughs> Oh, thank you. I'm always a senator Taylor. <laughs> but now, Mr. Basco, let's settle this whole thing right here. I'm willing to pay you whatever that car is worth, say, uh, uh, five hundred dollars. Oh, no. A thousand dollars? No, no, no. Okay, you got me against the wall. How much do you want for the car? One hundred dollars. <laughs> A hundred dollars? Well, here, take it, and thank you very much. Wait, another so fast. This is something else. What's the matter? Were you hurt? I got a hole in my pencil from the accident. It's going to cost you 40 cents for the pack. <laughs> here, and thank you. And good night. But, uh, well, Pasquale, thank you for teaching me about the traffic rules. You're a sister. But, uh, Luigi, what a fall you sticking out of your hand now? I'm making a right to turn the back to my store. But what about a rose, a butt to Luigi? Good to buy a butt. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, The Six Shooter, followed by The Aldridge Family. Thanks to Paul Stringer and Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.